You're listening to the Online Tutor Business Podcast, where I help tutors get found, hired, and referred. Episode number 34. Tutors that are passionate about getting better at their craft are always seeking training that will take them to the next level. Adele transitioned from the classroom to online reading tutoring. Anna Martin, an online Latin tutor, often experiences kids that struggle with reading, and she was curious to know how to help her students better. Learn how both of these tutors benefited from the Reading Interventionist program and what their experiences were like. Hi, I'm Joanne Kaminsky, and with 10 years experience tutoring online, I've made over a half a million dollars. And today, I help other tutors get similar results or better. In this podcast, you're going to be inspired by other tutors stepping into this journey and getting results. You'll learn strategies you can apply to your business. Stop feeling alone in the process and make more money so that you can feel amazing every time you have an aha moment with one of your students. This is the Online Tutor Business Podcast. Welcome, you guys. We are here today to talk about my favorite topic, which is reading. And one of the things that I love is I created a a reading program because tutors were asking me how it is that I do what I do and how I'm able to close that gap a full year with 8 to 12 hours of instruction. How are you able to do it online? How are you able to do all of this stuff? So I created a program with tutors in mind called the Reading Interventionist. And if you guys want to learn how to close the reading gap a full year with 8 to 12 hours of instruction, feel free to join me on the free webinar I'm hosting next Monday. The link will be inside of the description of this video. So check that on out. And if you like seeing content like this, hit that subscribe, that like, and uh, and you'll get to see lots more content that is intended just for tutors, just like yourself. So today I have Adele Southall here with me and I have Anna Martin. Woo woo. And, and both had this desire to dive deeper on into the reading interventionist program. And we're going to start with uh, Adele. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Adele. There we go. Um, So hi, I'm Adele Southall. I am Adele Tutors, LLC. Um, I started a year ago now um, with my online tutoring um, through, first of all, just finding people on YouTube and then actually investing in coaches. And I think that made all the difference. But I tutor elementary reading Um, for kindergarten through sixth grade now, because I have some kids getting a little bit older that are still staying with me. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and they do like to stay with you for for quite a long time. They they don't like to, when they find a great tutor, they don't want to let that tutor go. I don't want to let them go either. I know. We develop (laughs) these strong relationships with them. Yeah. Yeah, They're my, they're my little kitties. (laughs) Now, if I remember correctly, were you also in the jumpstart program? Like right when I was like launching the, the reading interventionist program, you were doing Jumpstart and you were like, is this a good time for me to really go on in and do the reading interventionist as well? Yeah, I kind of like um, when I, I started Jumpstart last October and I'm only remembering that because this you're offering now is from October to December and that's exactly when I was doing it. Mm-hmm. So I did Jumpstart while I was still full time in the classroom as an ESL teacher teaching in the pandemic at my house. <laughs> And um, I took it on as a grad class. So I was still had some tutoring students and still had my full-time job with the homework that I have to do with that. 
and just knew that I needed the next level um, to help me get started. So I really focused on doing that. And while we were in Jumpstart, I don't know if you started the um, Reading Interventionist program or if it was um, a new, a new like rotation of it was coming mm -hmm. about. But mm -hmm. I think I joined the Reading Interventionist in February, mm -hmm. which is when I quit my job as yes. a teacher. So it kind of overlapped with that. Yeah. And so when you when you joined the Reading Interventionist, you quit your job, you joined the Reading Interventionist course, how were you feeling at that point in time? Um, a little bit overwhelmed <laughs> because the I think the course started at the beginning of February. And um, so I was trying to catch the replays um, because everyone else in it was already tutoring during the day. So they had some slots available during the day. I only had the night. So it was a little overwhelming because I was ending one thing, trying to amp up something else. And even though I taught for 13 years in the elementary level with reading and ESL, which is a lot of also reading and writing, I still felt like I needed something to help me transition to online mm -hmm. teaching and focusing one-on-one -on -one versus like the whole broad classroom thingy. Yeah. And yeah, and, and, and there is, have you noticed that there is a, a big difference between like the classroom instruction um, that you give and like that one-on-one? -on -one? Oh yeah, totally. Because um, I think you've said this before too. Like I plan my lessons for the next lesson, like for my next session as we're doing our lesson. Yeah. So as I'm seeing what they're missing and errors, I already know where I need to go next. So I don't yeah. necessarily have to have a whole scope and sequence. I just need to know what their gaps are and how to fill them in. So and I can feel like you can do that right now. now. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. I know there's a lot of people who they, they, they fear that they're not going to be able to take their knowledge and, and move it online. And, and they're looking for strategies and ideas in, in how to, to do that. Were, were there other things that you tried in the past to kind of learn how to do that before you um, dove into the reading interventionist program? Um, just trial and error and doing the things that I've already was doing, um, teaching online. Since it was February 2021, mm -hmm. we had a, almost a year of online mm -hmm. teaching, but I wasn't, again, I wasn't super focused on the reading aspect of that. Being an ESL teacher, I was just focused on the language aspect yeah. of online teaching. So I did have some things that I had to figure out um, to uh, actually kind of more like a refresher. Like these are the ways that you teach reading. Cause I hadn't taught reading for five or six years prior Mm -hmm. I taught some of the skills that go with reading, but I know I wasn't the person that was taking a kid from a non-reader to a reader. Mm -hmm. So I needed the refresher. Yeah. And, and that's always so useful to be able to have. And I don't know about you, but I kind of felt like when I went through the school system, like in, in my, my own education in, in college, they didn't really teach us how to teach reading. Did you have that experience or do you feel they taught you pretty well? No, I totally had that experience. I taught, so when I first started teaching in public school, I did fifth grade math and science for two years and absolutely hated it. Um, so someone retired on third grade and I hopped in their spot as soon as possible. Um, and that was a third grade reading and social studies spot. But my first year in that, in that position, I started the year with maybe three IEPs and ended with 15. So I like, was thrown into the fire <laughs> and 
I had to figure it out. And you're, and yes, I really didn't know what I was doing. I luckily had a really great special educator that was paired with my grade level. And she sat down with me and worked with me on most of my lessons and how to figure it out. But I didn't know how to teach someone how to read or like in third grade transition from how to read to learning from reading. Like I didn't know any of that. Yeah. And what program were you using at that point in time? I think I was using just whatever curriculum. I think we used Hoot and Mifflin. So I kind of just followed right along through whatever they told me to do page by page. There was no nuance, (laughs) no creativity. It was because I kind of was just trying to survive. So I just plugged myself through. And do you feel that that the students were getting absolutely everything that they needed as they went through like Hoot and Mifflin? Oh, no, I felt totally like I was failing them every day. It was really like hard to know what to do. You know, yeah. it's like you're putting learn. them in text that's too hard because the Houghton Mifflin that's all grade level text, and so yeah, like, I had to teach them third grade level text when they were first and second grade level readers. Yeah, yeah, so. which we know doesn't work very well. It's like yeah. let's take it, let's take a square <laughs> yeah. peg and put it in a round hole. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 absolutely crazy. So, so how did you end up learning about the Reading Interventionist program? Um, you mentioned it a couple of times, I think in jumpstart, or maybe I saw, I don't know, maybe I saw it in the ultimate support group. Um, but I knew that I was going to be a reading tutor. So I knew I needed to learn how to, what that looked like. Yeah. Yeah. Because just because we have like teaching experience doesn't mean that we have like that in-depth knowledge to now really like hone in our craft and, and be able to, to, to make this like huge difference. And so what was the experience as you went through the reading interventions program? What was that experience like for you? Um, I feel like it really broke things um, down into very, um, very easy to manage pieces, just week by week, one more thing, um, starting from the beginning of how to read to, okay, we're readers. And now what do we do with what we read? <laughs> you know, um, it really helped me to kind of focus in more with some of my students, especially uh, one of my bigger struggles was phonological awareness. Mm-hmm. Having never taught um, the very beginning stages of reading, I didn't even know honestly what most of that was. I had inklings from what I knew from um, ESL, but it's different again, you know, from yeah. the language piece versus the orthographic and like the the yeah. sound, the phonemes, all of that is yes. different. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Especially in our, our dyslexic kids, they are going to struggle with that phonological processing. They're mm-hmm. going to struggle with like recall of, of words that maybe they know the meaning of, but they can't like spit it out. They're going to struggle with being able to blend sounds. They're going to struggle with rhyming. And so those are really pivotal like pieces that need to be built on into the program to to really meet their their specific needs. What was something that was a a big game-changing takeaway that you got out of the program? My gosh, simplify. I am such an overthinker. So I was going through, so I use RAS Kids or RAS Plus, like most of us online reading tutors do. Um, And I was kind of at first going through all their phonics lessons and honestly just going through them in order for most of my students, even though maybe they didn't need that. I didn't have a screening for what kind of phonics they needed. Um, I was just based on, okay, we're going to do this phonics lesson. You're going to read this book. That's kind that's like about what I think your reading level is and whatever mistakes you make, that's the next phonics lesson I'm going to give you. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of jumping all around, but, um, After taking this course and getting some new students this summer, um, 
I knew exactly where to take them with the simple, um, after they knew most of their phonics sounds, I could take them through all the different syllable types. And I re realized, oh, you can teach the syllable types with single syllable words. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so they recognize them and then pull in the multisyllabic words. I, I just overcomplicate so many things. To have it streamlined and simplified helped me a lot, not only in my planning, but in my delivery with my students. Mm. And now what types of results are you able to get with your students because of it? Oh, they're moving a lot faster. They were already making good progress. The ones, you know, the ones that were already going to learn to read regardless, mm -hmm. it was the ones who were struggling still. And I was struggling with like, what's going on? Why are we making progress? Yeah. That they needed that streamlined, simplified, straightforward lesson plan that mm -hmm. I was able to give after that. So yeah. I've had a couple students this summer that I only had for maybe two months that did fill in their gaps and have graduated and moved on. Yay. That's so exciting. How did that feel when, when you were able to do that? The happy kind of sad, know. <laughs> you know, like so great for them. I'm so glad that they're like on grade level. They're going to go into second grade, which second grade for a lot of kids is going to be a hot mess, but this, this, this boy's going to go into second grade, ready to go. Oh my God. And I mean, like how fulfilling is that? Mm-hmm. I mean, so fulfilling, yeah. like when you're able to take a kid that you know they would have struggled, this kid's going to be able to go in with confidence because some of those other kids, they're going to be behind still, but he's not. Right. He gets So actually in our exit um, com conversation with his mom, I said, be prepared for him to be a little bit bored in class because he is on grade level mm -hmm. and not everybody in second grade is. They're the pandemic kids. They started kindergarten ended with the pandemic, had first grade in a pandemic, and like now they're going into second grade. Mm -hmm. So like he is going to do great and don't let him fool you that he can't do it because he can. Yes. <laughs> but now your concern might be that he might get a little bored because he might be ahead because he's where he's supposed to be and not everyone's going to be there. Yeah. Yeah. And I bet that parent is just so happy and feels so blessed that they found yeah, you like and they're just one so more excited. thing off their plate. Yeah. Right. Totally. And so like, as you've gone through the program, now you're getting these results with your student. What does that make possible for you, for you now, as you, as you move forward with your tutoring business? Um, well, it frees another spot for somebody new to come in <laughs> and it just adds to the success. I'm able to share his story as a success story um, just to promote, what I can do. And honestly, it gave me confidence that like, look, yes. you really did do that. Yeah. You can do this. And I, you know, sometimes you get that imposter syndrome. Like I'm going to put this on my website and say that I can do it, but can I really do it? And now I have, so I know I can. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I don't know about you, but I was kind of beaten up from the school system emotionally and I really didn't believe in my um, my methods, even though they were all research-based, evidence-based methods, I didn't have belief in me in the beginning. So like seeing those kinds of results, all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, I am so meant to do this. Like, are you feeling like that now? Oh yeah, totally. Um, especially, so at the beginning from public school background, I felt confused, honestly, because I felt like every year there was something new that we were supposed to do. So which strategy do you even focus on? Like, should I do it this way? Should I do it that way? Which one is the most recent? Well, this is the one that they're telling us, but does that really mean anything? You know, so that was another 
part of my overwhelm, like too many ways to do one thing versus the right, like the scientific way, the right way, the way that has been worked for years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And that's actually what the whole entire program is based off of um, the National Reading Panel, which did um, looked at all of the research over the past I don't know if it was like 20 or 50 years and they compiled it into a report and that's where the foundation of each of the components of the program have come on in that and we're continuing to um, grow in our knowledge by going over the book Overcoming Dyslexia. So it's like an ongoing thing um, that, that people get to have the opportunity to go through, feel supported and 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 you still come to live calls and you still have the ability to come to live calls. We love it. I love that you still come to live calls. Even is, you already went through the I program, think, you're still coming through. Yeah, I was still coming through this last one and it would have been my third round. So there's <laughs> some of them that I want to hear again. Because you, with just adding on that overcoming dyslexia and like now knowing that some of my students really are struggling with dyslexia, like I just wanted to make sure that I was, I guess, um, on point and doing what other people are doing. Plus one thing that you miss when you're um, an online tutor is that you don't have the co the um, coworkers that you would normally have in a building. So I like coming to some of the live meetings just to have other people talk about what we're actually doing so that it kind of simulates that. So I don't feel so alone, like in what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah, and it is really awesome to be able to have conversations. I I know like last weekend I was chatting with my friend Kathy and we were just talking about reading and what excites us and what ignites us. And I was talking about this one reading series I'm reading with my student and one of my students and she's like, oh my God, I got to read that. And just like silly things like that, that just like really energize and jazz us up as like as, as reading teachers. So yeah, very, very cool. So if you could go back, give yourself advice before you bought the reading interventions program, what would that advice be? Oh man. Um, I was trying to think what, like about my tutoring before that, and it was really kind of hodgepodge. Um, I think the biggest takeaway I got from it was really just getting the RAS plus Mm -hmm. and using, and using it Mm -hmm. instead of pulling from so many different directions and trying to find things on teachers pay teachers. I like Mm -hmm. saved a lot of time (laughs) by using using that curriculum, so to say, you know, so that it could guide me and everything I needed was there. It saved me from purchasing so many different things that I didn't really need. Yeah, for sure. And because we don't know what we need sometimes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I know it is. It's it's absolutely worth it. Even if you just get one student, you guys, and 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 you purchase it, it, it'll be so worth it for you to be able to utilize that with your with your student, and it pays for itself because you're making money from the student. So it's it's absolutely something you can use. As people ask me, like, can tutors use it? I'm like, yes. I they know that I'm a tutor, and they want me to use it. <laughs> so it's really really awesome. Well, thank you. I know that you have to head on out a little bit early because you've got a student that you've got to work with. I just want to say thank you yeah. so much for sharing what your experience sure. has been like as you went through the program, Adele. Thank you. It's been so great. I really enjoy the program and I will, I will always hop in to the phonemic awareness lesson because that's where I always feel like I need to sharpen my skills always. Oh, I hear you. I hear you. There's always more like different little resources and tools and stuff that we can use too. So I yeah. think that's, that's cool that we're continuing to learn and share best resources with each other too. 
Yeah, it's been great. Awesome. Thank you. And we have Anna Martin. Now, Anna's actually still going through the course, you guys. So, um, it, she's in a different spot, and, and she's had the course for a little while, but she's taking her time as she goes through the course. And I think that's, that is such a, an important thing because a lot of times when people are like, well, how long is the course? Well, it's a nine-week course. However... Do you have to like follow it like week by week by week? So it's not like jumpstart, right? It's it's something that you can you can go at your own pace, join in the calls that you want to be able to join in. And so that's what that's the kind of the pace that Anna has been taking at it instead of like, let's throw all the information at once. And some people like these throw all the information at me at once <clears> and, <throat> and I want to get it done. They do that and, and it works great for them. But Anna knew she needed to take it a little bit slower. And Anna is actually a Latin tutor. So so I would love to know uh, what what motivated you to join uh, the Reading Adventures program as a Latin tutor, Anna? Well, as a Latin tutor, often, even though uh, that is not what parents approach you for, you end up treating problems with reading and with comprehension. Mm -hmm. It is very rare to have a student who is struggling with Latin, but they're doing great in, say, English and French. Mm. That really does not exist. And often there is an underlying problem with reading. Now, um, I use always Latin as an opportunity to improve their reading, but I can see how they're both, both things are connected with each other. So yeah. if they get better Latin, they get better reading. If they get better reading, they get better Latin. And I always thought it would be great to get a bit more training in this, to know a bit more what I'm doing. Obviously I have learned many languages myself and I have taught languages, but it's not the same as the skill of reading, which is a very specific skill and comprehending the texts. Yes. So um, yeah, I thought I would give it a go. I use it as an extra layer to my services. So um, I am a Latin tutor and I add elements that I've learned from uh, the reading interventionist to make my lessons more successful. Uh, and obviously, I'm having a great time reading along as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and not every and like, and not every chapter applies to us. So you guys, so you might see like this very thick book and be like, "Oh my it's, lord!" <laughs> it's pleasant to read. It's very good. I know. So if you like reading, you absolutely are going to love this book. It's absolutely yes, amazing. Definitely. And I think to have those conversations with other educators too, though, is 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 really really enjoyable to get like their take on it and mm -hmm. and you know what are they what are they seeing. So don't worry if you join the class, you don't have to read this entire book because part of it does talk about adults. Unless you teach adults, then you would want to focus on that. But most of us do work with you know elementary students, middle school, high school students. So um, it's more applicable for you know for for what I do is more it's more applicable for me to read those chapters than to read all of the all of the stories inside of there and the information that's inside of there. So what was was there anything that you were you were able to learn as you were reading overcoming dyslexia that you didn't know before? Um well more than I am I have to say I'm taking this at my own pace so I'm still towards the uh, beginning of it um, but more than learning things I've been also remembering things that I already yeah. knew uh, because I had done training when I was working in a secondary school with the British Dyslexia Association mm -hmm. so I already had some background in this and I have kept reading about it however I find that this book um, helps me um, pin, things that, pin things down and say, oh, yes, oh, no, there is evidence for that. That's not just 
my impression or it's not just uh, some method that they've come up with. Um, uh, it, it helps you understand what is what lays behind what you see on the surface. Right. And I found that very, very useful because before this, I was more like, oh, we're going to use the cream background and these fonts and um, these sizes and I didn't always know knew why I was doing certain things. I, I could see that they were working, but I didn't know exactly why. And, and this has given me a lot of information. It's also great to be able to um, direct the parents to some further yes. reading, because in, in many cases, they want to understand and they want to have... Um, arguments when they go back to their schools and say no I need um, support I need extra time in my exam they need to have the information mm -hmm. and I think um, it's really good that I can help them and um, support them in the process of um, advocating for that help yeah. I'm not sure how it works in the United States I uh, generally support uh, students who get their help in the United Kingdom mm -hmm. And um, so I don't know, um, I guess probably like in the UK, every school is a different world. Um, but I've, I found it very useful for the parents to navigate a little bit the system yeah. and understand what they need to be asking for, because they don't right. always know exactly what they should right. be asking for. And so I'm curious, in the UK, how open are people to the idea that dyslexia does exist and that kids have it? Is it? Is oh, it still, very open. They, yes. they, they're very much aware of it, which is very, yes. very cool. That's awesome. Yes, I, That's awesome. I mean, you will find people in a supermarket <laughs> overhearing a conversation and say, no, this legs is an exist or something. But in a school, you have trained professionals. Um, oh, good. The special educational needs working on dyslexia and this dyslexia specialist. And for example, in the last in the school where I was head of department, where I stayed for a long time, uh, we did have people coming in from the British Dyslexia Association to train us nice. to spot not to screen the students, but to decide which ones we needed to pass on to the relevant person and what to look out for. Mm -hmm. And so I am, I've, I have already been quite, quite conscious of this. Mm -hmm. In yeah. Spain, I have to say, because that's where I started my uh, career before coming here, it is a bit different. And um, I don't think there is as much support. But also, I think uh, Spanish is a very transparent language. Yeah. Uh, in the in the sense that you don't need to learn so many syllabic structures it's mostly one sound um one letter and i think the impact that it has is felt a bit less in the early stages of uh reading sure. or perceived to be uh, a bit less impactful even though it does have an impact but um yeah it doesn't stop uh things to a grind really yeah, and that's actually one of the things that she mentioned inside of the book, Overcoming Dyslexia, is that it's not just people who read English that have dyslexia. There are yeah, yeah. kids that, you know, read, um, you know, Chinese and have dyslexia. It is a phonological processing delay. Yes. So, like, even in Spanish, even though it's more phonetic, if I struggle with putting those sounds together to blend and put a word together, I'm going to struggle with reading it. Yeah, because it's in the whole language learning process. Right, exactly. It's not just in the reading writing. That's one of the manifestations of it. Right. One of the faces, yeah. But um it's in the in the in the in the linguistic ability itself. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. And so as as you've been going through, what has your experience been like as you've been going through the Reading Interventionist Program? I have found it invaluable because I was teaching my lessons online. And initially, I yes, you come up with your own uh, tricks, but I was very used to working in a school and being able to observe my colleagues and for my colleagues to come to my lesson and look at me and then have a chat about what was happening there. Mm -hmm. With online tutoring, you're pretty much in this space with your student. And I have found with the uh, videos, the case studies that you have, where I can see you dealing with a student for, I don't know, 30, 40 minutes or an hour, I found that incredibly useful. Yeah, just to be able to have that opportunity to observe somebody else. How do they do yes, it? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because it's also my subject traditionally is taught with the grammar translation method, where people are made to memorize endings and mm. then uh, turn it out again. So it's really good for me to see um, an approach that is more focused on really understanding what you're reading and um, communicating the ideas in the text. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, what were some big game-changing takeaways that you were able to uh, to get? Game-changing, I think, interestingly, has been partly to do with the um, information I can give the parents and the way I managed to track the students. Before, I was a little bit like a fireman, uh, seeing a fire there, oh, I'll go and put that off. And then there's a fire there, oh, I'll go and put that one off with um, not a clear strategy. Now, I, I am very clear with the parents about the instructional level and where I want to be and um, suggesting what they should be doing. And also, um, the uh, the process of assessing the student initially and then do it regularly to show um, your progress with um, in in a measurable way. I, yeah. I I think in the past I was I would see a, a, a change and oh they're doing so much better, but that's not measurable. Now I I am still in the process of um, applying those methods to reading Latin texts because it's a different skill. Uh, but I've, I'm already um, being able to, 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 to convey the information to the parents in a much clearer way and to have goals that are much clearer than they were before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that really is a big piece of it, right? Like taking a look at the data that actually matters. Mm -hmm. Because there was a lot of data that was thrown at us as teachers, but we didn't really like use that data. I, so I mean, much data. There was so much data that you so almost much like, data. It was like data overwhelm. And it wasn't data that was yes. like, I always questioned the data because yeah. I'm like, look, you know, my students can't read at grade level text. Yet on the state assessment, they're tested on these skills, but they can't read the test. Tell me what I'm learning from this. They're like, oh, well, you could see if the kid was able to get the main idea. Um, no. Okay, let's go back. Can you, can you like go backwards yeah. with me for a second? My kids are not reading on grade level, but you're using grade level text to test them. Like exactly. There's a disconnect. Yeah. It's a big disconnect. And here in tutoring, I get to find out what is your grade level 
And then mm-hmm. I can teach you at your grade level and I can slowly move you up the level so that you can be on grade level. We can close the yes. gap and you can read that darn state test that they're going to make you take. Absolutely. <laughs> the flow of learning. Yeah. It's, uh, yes. It, it has a, a great impact in the results. Yeah. It really, really does. So, um, and, and you had talked about too, you've got, you've got some little ones in your own household that you're like, yeah, I want to start kind of utilizing this with them. I do. Yes. This was another motivation uh, for me to take this course. And it's probably what pushed me to do it. Yeah. Although looking back, I think I should have done it anyway. But uh, I have a daughter in, she's been doing year one uh-huh. and now she's moving on to year two and she's in the process of moving through the reading levels. Yeah. And um, it's been amazing for me to be able to support her and um, put into practice some of the strategies that I'm learning with the course. I remember how much joy I had when I did that. I was taking, I was going for my master's um, at the time when I, I was going through this and I had to actually create a reading intervention for one of my students. They didn't give us any guidance on how to do that, which I thought was really weird. Like, you just want me to like create a lesson, like based off of what? And it was just nuts. So, um, but I ended up using the QRI, I, I assessed, I did all that information, started working with another uh, another child. But then my daughter at the time was four. And I was like, oh, all right, well, let's really engage you in. I was learning all about like these different like writing things that we could do. And my kid learned to spell and write before she learned to read. I'm like, that's crazy. Like, I didn't even know that was possible. Um, but it, it was it was a really neat process to like take those things that I was learning and, and apply them with her. And so I think that is another way that we can utilize it. I mean, I think yes. there's a lot that like homeschool parents could get out of it as well if you want to be able to teach your child how to read. Well, Absolutely. And this is where the pandemic probably um, helped me see it because I wouldn't have spent so many hours with my daughter at home reading if she had been in school. So in a way, we were home learning for quite a few months and the the course was invaluable. It was Mm. gold for me because it can be quite daunting, the task of teaching a child how to read. I don't even remember when I learned how to read. And I also as well found it not too difficult. I learned in a language where you the, 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 the pace at which you can learn is much faster because of the, um, the, 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 the system being very much in line on with how the language sounds. Yes. So it's much more intuitive. Uh, but yeah, I, <laughs> I know how to read. <laughs> I read a lot, but how do you break that down into steps? to be able to hold the hand of that child and get them to enjoy it rather than have a terrible time feeling frustrated. Mm -hmm. I think that was for me as well, a very important part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I I love it. I love that you're able just to start using it, applying it and, and, and really inspiring the love of reading, you know, Mm -hmm. with, with, with your, with your daughter, if you could um, go back and give yourself advice before you were thinking like, do I buy this? Do I not buy this? What advice would you give yourself? I would say the sooner you buy it, the sooner you'll start being able to benefit from it. Because this is, as you were saying earlier, this is not like the jump star where I buy it and then suddenly I have this massive commitment on my shoulders and I need to spend a lot of time with it. I can do it at my own pace. I can do it a little bit here, a little bit there, now reading a book. Um, This week I can, I will go to the meeting. Another week I can't, it's fine. I'll do it next time. I think I've been on three 
I think it's my my first, my third, it's the third time I've been through the program. Although the second time I didn't do it because I was very busy with uh, all the homeschooling probably. <laughs> uh, but, um, but yeah, yeah. And um, so I would say it is a tool that you are buying and it's for life because you keep adding things to it. So it's a, it's a type of membership yeah. really more than a course only. So it's been for me very important to have that support and the group and being able to ask questions and knowing that there's these regular meetings where you can go and ask questions yeah. as well. Yeah. As opposed yeah. to um, doing it on my own, which I could yeah. have said, oh, I'm going to read all these books. Uh, I think that would have been a bit unrealistic. Yeah. You got to do definitely have the drive to do that. Right. And mm. uh, that's what I started. That's how I started actually. In the very beginning was I read an hour a day because I, I was so, I was so beat up in my own. Uh, I felt like my abilities cause I had to follow a program and I really wanted to be able to help my students and I wanted to know everything that I possibly could. And I just, I, I, I dove deep on into it, went back to school and you know, at the same time, I feel like when I went back to school, the things that I learned when I went back to school to get my my reading specialist master's, mm-hmm. I feel like it, it it didn't even come close to what I learned when um, my school actually qualified to get the the reading first grant. And I, as the reading curriculum specialist, I, I got to go to every single meeting, yeah, every single meeting, which is like eight hour days meeting. I, I would get like sixty hours of professional development a year in reading. I just, I decided I was diving deep. I was going to learn everything that I could. It wasn't going to be anything mm-hmm. that was going to stop me. But a lot of us would like to skip the line, mm-hmm. you know? And if you could just find out from one person who's already gone through that process and skip the line, wouldn't that be worth it? Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much for joining us today. And thank you guys who joined us inside of the chat. We've got Maria and Patricia in the house. Uh, Patricia also teaches reading as part of uh, English as a Second Language. We do have people that do join the program who are teaching English as a Second Language. We have people who join the program that are actually teaching other languages like Anna in Latin, wanting to know, you know, what, what are the specifics that a child has to go through to learn um, the reading process. And then we have people who they have left the classroom and they just they want to know more you have that deep desire like I did to be able to learn as much as you possibly can about teaching reading and you really want to get results for your kids and you know the one thing that I've learned is that when you get to work with kids one-on-one it is like steroids when you are doing the right thing with them it is amazing what you can do you can stop doing that fire hose right and you can start like really gearing towards those specific areas that they have gaps close those so that they can get progress a lot faster well thanks for joining me so much today anna and sharing your thanks experience. for having me yeah i love it i love hearing your stories and hearing about your family and all of that stuff so thank you so much for joining us and thanks for joining the live calls i love getting to see your face it just always brings you know makes my heart happy whenever i get to see you so <laughs> that's very sweet thank you i'm glad <laughs> and thanks to you guys for joining us today and if you haven't had a chance to sign up for our free webinar how to close a reading gap a full year with eight to twelve hours instruction please do that. Um, Beth did put the link inside of the, the chat earlier, and I am going to see if I can well, let me copy it and I will put it in so you all have that link as well right here. Make sure to join us and I will see all of you guys soon. Bye, everybody. 
Did you know that the online tutoring industry is a $1 billion industry and that it is projected to grow to $112 billion over the next five years, according to Technavio? Now, I believe that to succeed in this business as individual tutors, we need to stand together and unite, which is why I have created the largest community of online tutors helping each other on Facebook. I'd like to invite you to join our free group, the ultimate support group for online tutors. I want to help you get found, hired, and referred so that you don't have to compete with other tutors, but instead can collaborate and grow so that you can help students all over the world and have the freedom and flexibility to allow you to do what you love. In fact, I want you to feel amazing every time you have a light bulb moment with your students. I want you to have so many light bulb moments that you light up an entire city. All you need to do is go to Facebook, type in Ultimate Support Group for Online Tutors, and hit join. What are you waiting for? Join today.